Hey friends, welcome to another episode here at Organized and Productive, the podcast. I'm Stephanie, your host. This week we are talking about technology and we have a guest, Lauren Barnes, and we're talking about technology, more specifically how to leverage technology, which also includes artificial intelligence, AI, in your organizing and productivity journey. Lauren Barnes is the founder of Soraya Rose. She specializes in empowering women and gender diverse business owners, the ones that have ADHD, the ones that are trying to figure out how to use technology to their advantage, regardless of what obstacles they may be running through. Um, She has over a decade in tech, the tech industry, and expertise in user experience. So she really understands how people use technology. So not just like the flashy thing, the next flashy thing, but also how are actually people using this technology. So she has great experience um, as a person who has built those types of platforms. And so she has a unique uh, perspective on optimizing business processes through customized software and digital tools. So she and I got together and we talked all about how do you leverage technology in your organizing journey? Like how do I actually use it? Not just buy the software, subscribe to the monthly whatever platform, and then never use it again. So I asked her all the questions for you. So here's my interview with Lauren Barnes. Enjoy. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. Hey, Lauren, I'm so glad that you're here. As everyone knows, we get right to the nitty gritty of the podcast and the topic. So let's get to it. Welcome. And let us know what what is technology and what is AI in our conversation? Like, what is the definition here? Yeah, it definitely is. Like, more tools are getting this nowadays where they'll do something automated based on rules you set up. And then the AI is really just the computer following the rules you set up. So it's not that it's, you know, coming up with its own. Sometimes they may come up with its own like inferences, which we can talk about like some of the um, tools that do that. But for the most part, you have rules for filtering things, for moving something from A to B, or what happens when you check off a task that you want the computer to do for you so that you're not having to manually do those steps, especially when you've got something really big project or something really repetitive. Which is where the artificial comes in, right? The AI, the A and the artificial intelligence, where it's not its own, it's something you trained. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's something you trained. And, you know, there are bigger tools like, uh, you know, chat GPT and things that are built. Honestly, a lot of the tools that are out there, like copy AI is built on top of chat GPT because there's all that learning that has to take place and people don't necessarily want to have to reinvent that wheel, but they may refine it. So like copy AI is about particularly writing like, website copy, or you may have something, um, Goblin Tools, which I've shared before, is like a task list that's also built on top of chat GPT to build out to-do lists kind of thing. Okay. All right. So listeners, that's kind of the intro to this conversation, what that is. And if you have more questions and let us know, and we can even dig deeper into the uh, 101 of AI and whatnot. But for this episode, we wanted to talk about how can people use and leverage AI and technology in their organizing journey, whether it's physical or um, digital. So Lauren, can you give us some examples on how people can use 
AI and or technology, kind of the same sometimes when it comes to their physical space, but then also their digital space, two different things. And what are some tips or what are some discussion points that you would want to talk to people about when it comes to their journey? So physical things, I actually love, like I have an iPhone and if you take pictures of things with text on it. So if you've got like receipts or, you know, magazine, I just like take pictures actually when I read through magazines of like stuff I want to remember to like type in later, it will actually have that text be searchable. And that's uh, computer vision, which is a type of AI. So like being able to kind of search your physical things is pretty powerful. And that's a really cool tip. It's like kind of keep those snippets somewhere you could actually go back and get them and they're not just deep in the depths of your phone <laughs> forever. And then for digital things, like one thing I talk about is like the smallest automation you can do, like smallest thing you can do is like filtering or categorizing. So if you have emails and, you know, we all get the, especially this time of year or like right with the holiday season that just passed, the sale emails, the like do your deals, all of that stuff, you can have those all filter. And that's technically AI because you're like, here's a pattern that I set up when it's from this place and it doesn't have like an order, like it doesn't say your order, filter it to this place where I'll go look at it later, but it's not piling up in my inbox all the time. Another one is categorizing photos, actually. So um, Adobe, uh, like Lightroom has this. Google also has this. I actually like Lightroom's and Google searches, I think are a little better at categorizing like my cat, for instance. <laughs> so be able to search all my photos and be able to put like all the Christmas things into a folder together without me having to go hunt through myself. I'll just be like Christmas tree and then put all that into a Christmas tree album. So again, with that computer vision, using that to like actually use that large volume of pictures that having to dig through manually. And that's something you just said something really important that I hope people picked up on. And that's the, the amount of data that it goes through so quickly that, um, in, in intent intelligently, which that way you don't have to do manually. And I think that right there, what you said is like the golden ticket, which is why it's so handy to have this type of thing, technology. The, okay. So you talked about the the physical side so that you can use AI and technology in that way. Um, what are other, you know, is this something like, or it's one of your tips, would it be that people convert the physical into digital or can they get prompts that then they can then follow for their digital space or excuse me yeah they're like a the physical space how does it work when it comes to um if people need to organize their digital like their their physical space and then turn it into something digital so i definitely think like taking pictures or scanning anything where you can like actually have the image in the computer there's also things like if this then that so like if you have smart light bulbs or you want your I'm going to say house robot. So I don't trigger the house robot in the other room. <laughs> if you want that to, you know, be able to, we have a lamp that turns on at sunset. Right. And so that's a little bit of AI for the physical space, <laughs> which is very cool. It is so cool. And I'm glad you mentioned that. It's the things that we don't think about. Everyone just immediately goes to technology. It's your computer and your phone. But I mean, it, and we think we think like grocery list. Can you use you know that computer yeah. robot person who's listening? 
for your to remind give you reminders and things like that in your physical space. Yeah. And there's another thing that's kind of a little niche, but it's so easy to do that it shouldn't be so like niche techie. Um, so NFC tags, if you've ever like put your phone up to something to like scan, like when you're checking out, that's like, you know, your phone is reading this chip that's very close to it. You can make those yourself and you can get the little stickers or so cheap and you program them really easily with your phone. So like if you have trouble remembering to drink all your water, you can like scan your water bottle and be like, track, did I do it? Did I do it? Or like, like you mentioned for groceries, like, oh, I'm going to scan the empty part of the shelf where I keep the kids snacks or whatever. And then it's going to set a reminder that I now have to like put that on my grocery list. Oh, that is so awesome. I had lightly heard of this, but can you give give us a little more detail on this? Is this something that people can do on their own? Do they hire someone like you to do it? I genuinely have no idea. Oh, this is actually, it's pretty easy. Like you get the stickers on Amazon and then like you get little plastic cases because they're like very small stickers or you can stick them to things. Like uh, if you have vitamins you have to take every day, stick it there so you can remind yourself, right? You could put them so many places, but then you just use, there's an app on iOS and on Android kind of built in where you can say scan this to shortcuts is the one on iOS um, where you're like, you know, sometimes shortcuts are a button, but you can also have shortcuts be scanning this tag. It's pretty easy to set up. And then, yeah, because it's all like physical space. So you could just there's the people on TikTok with ideas on reels, I'm sure. So, yeah. That is so cool. I we've done similar things with, you know, with move like moving companies will use the scanners and things yeah. like that. But I love the concept of just using it for your everyday reminders and, and things that were around it. Or like even if you've got storage boxes where you're like, there's so much stuff in there that like if you made a label, it'd be like this long, it'd be like a CVS receipt. You could just say, Hey, pop up a note with all the stuff in it when I scan this tag. Okay. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah, Laura. Okay, yes, everybody, <laughs> you can follow Lauren. Please do so she can give you all these amazing tips. Okay, so those are obviously some of the pros of using and embracing technology. What are some tips that you would have for people to help them embrace it if they're having some hesitation or rejection? They're just not comfortable yet. And and by the way, we are going to talk about the cons. Okay, in just a minute. But before we do. If people are listening to you saying all these really cool tips and like, okay, I can get on board, but I'm just not so sure. What's a message you would give to them? So like start small. Like I mentioned, make one filter, make one, like, oh, I'm going to classify all of, you know, when I buy from Uber Eats, I'm going to make sure that all auto classifies in my QuickBooks or whatever. Like start with that little tiny thing. And then like, you can check in on it, right? Having your own eyes on it will give you that certainty. And also like a lot of the various like automation handlers, like once you get into more complex ones, you can have them like email you if something goes wrong so that you're not just like in the dark about it. But, you know, go look at it, see if it's doing what you expect and then start with the next small one. Like you don't have to do every little bit you save. If you think about how often you do a thing, how many days, how many days in the week can add up to a huge like time savings. So start with things where if something does happen, it's not going to be catastrophic, right? Okay, I'm going to put all my Christmas pictures into a folder. There's no deletion or anything that could possibly happen in that. So I can get comfortable with using it, make sure I read lots of tutorials. There's like communities, right? So on Facebook or 
like Facebook is kind of the main one, like communities you could join to, with other like-minded people who are like, okay, could this help me? There's forums on the various things. So um, yeah, just start with that little one, get a little confidence, start with the next one and like have your plan because you can definitely like map out your changes and build on each other. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it can get overwhelming very fast because of the capability that it has, which is great, but it can be overwhelming. So starting small, I can. Yeah. And also like, you could just write out like, Hey, I like something that you do, right. Where you're like, okay, I check the pantry. I do this. I do this before you go to the grocery store. Like, okay, what of that could an app help me with? Could AI help me with? And then just offload that little bit, but you still have your whole plan there. So you know how it should all fit. You've got your backup. If something does go wrong, you're like, yep, I know I'm just going to keep doing what I did do can be a really like good thing to rely on. So what are some of the cons? Like, what are some of the negatives? What are some of those things that um, you've been asked or you know of that, you know, like the privacy and the security considerations, limitations that you have seen that you're aware of and you would want to tell people about? So yeah, for sure. I try to read through, like, if it's a service I'm already using, I've kind of already agreed to that, you know, to Gmail, to QuickBooks, to whatever their policies with my information. So I've obviously trusting them. I've obviously trusted them with my information. So opting into the internal tools is okay. If you're going to try something outside of that, read reviews, like, and be careful because at a lot of places be like comparison of tool A with tool B, C, and D, and then it's tool A's like site. And you're like, Ugh. so try to find, you know, more unbiased <laughs> sources. Yeah. Um, and then read the terms and conditions. I know that there's a lot of like sometimes clunky terms, but I think a lot of places are trying to get better about being clear with their terms of service because they don't want to look like they're like if they're on top of their stuff, they're not going to be trying to pull one over on you. So they're going to try to use clearer terms. And yeah, just make sure that like not going to try to sell your information. It's not going to use your information to train. That's another one is like look for when it says training, because I know that the image AI in particular has gone through a lot and is going to go through upcoming like legal issues in terms of what it's been trained on and like artist work. So, you know, if you're in Google Docs using their and you want to use something that's going to come in and read your papers. You don't want it to have all the information in its training database. So that that word training is another big one to look out for. And then I mentioned like, try not to have the automation or filter or AI do something that's destructive, like deleting, right? Maybe put it in a folder where you can go look at it later, but don't delete it outright because if something were to go wrong, you want it to be reversible. So that's kind of the other thing is when you're setting up your own stuff. Knowing these cons, I mean, those can be very heavy and for someone listening or sometimes life altering, especially if it deletes things that were very important to you. Uh, I know you mentioned in one of your top tips, just go small, start small. Is this something that you're worried about? And then just going forward with the trends, what are, what are you seeing with AI? Are people getting more comfortable? Should they get more comfortable? Is it here to stay? Uh, and if there is this worriness of what you just mentioned, um, what should people do about it? So I think one thing is to figure out what you personally are comfortable with, because I think there's going to be everything like think of chat GPT as, okay, it's a lot of tools in a toolbox, but like you can decide if you want to try to build a whole house from scratch, or if you just want to like 
put together some Ikea furniture over here or like hang a picture up, right? So figure out what you're comfortable with, but also be like, I, you know, don't want to have AI write something that I'm going to send to somebody completely because that generative AI, which it's called when it creates written content or visual content for you, A, for visual stuff, especially, it could be trained on something you don't feel comfortable kind of exploiting, honestly, is kind of where that line is. But for written content, you still have to check it because the AI will hallucinate <laughs> is what it's called. I've read tutorials online where like step one will be like, you can't do thing. And then step four is like, to do thing, do this. I'm like, which one is it? <laughs> because nobody's read it, right? They just said, dear chat GPT, make me a tutorial and then copied and pasted, right? You don't want to do that when you're emailing your kid's teacher or whatever, right? You would want to have that human element still. And I think combining the human and the tech is where the power is going to be. So like when you're talking about filtering pictures, I don't have the ability to look through a thousand pictures and know which ones are pictures of my cat in like 30 seconds. Have the AI do that, but then have me figure out which ones should go into the album because they're like the good pictures, right? So like offload the parts that the computer could do reliably, what it's um, been tested for over a period of time. Like if you're nervous about it, you don't have to try anything that just came out in six months. Like don't worry about, oh, I'm going to be behind because it's always going to be changing and it's all about how you use it. So just wait and see. You don't have to be an early adopter. <laughs> Those are great tips. Okay. So now you've, now that you've talked about the pros and the cons, what is something that you will want people to leave this conversation with as we start to wrap up? Because we don't want to give people overwhelmed <laughs> with all of the information. So what is something that you would want people to leave off of with yeah. on this conversation? So I actually thought, I wrote a blog post about this recently and I thought it was actually a really nifty trick of like, if there's something that you're doing constantly, whether it's on your computer or your phone, take a screen recording while you're doing it, right? Because when you're in the moment working on the thing, you're frustrated probably, you're like just trying to get it done so you can go to the next thing. But if you record it, when you go back, you can like very clearly go, all right, here's three steps that I don't need to do. I can find an app to help me do. And then you could just pull a little piece out. You don't have to do the whole process. You just find the little piece that doesn't need your input because that's like the key factor in what can go to a computer is does it need your input every time it happens? Does it need like your human thought and ingenuity going, yes, I need to make a decision. If that's not the case, then give it to the computer so you have more space to do all that creativity and like the fun parts of projects. Oh, I love that. If it needs your input every yeah. time, then it's probably not for you at this time until yeah. you start with your other tip, which is uh, until you do little by little and then, you know, get more comfortable. Yeah, you could eventually do like those kind of branching rules. But if right now, every time you see that, you have to make your own call. Keep it on your plate. Don't give it to the robots. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay. All right. So we always ask, what all of our guests, what their favorite magazine that they like to read, physical, digital, and nowadays, probably like a blog is something like a magazine. Um, what is your favorite? So Martha Stewart magazine, which actually recently ended and now it's all online. But like I used, I mean, I saved them all. I love like looking through. That's where I've like kept ideas from. And I also think 
I don't know, when I was a kid, I had such big ideas that like it was so unapproachable. But I think maybe Martha and her, like as she's gone on, has gotten a little bit more approachable in her DIYs and things. And I just, they're so pretty too. So yeah, that's my magazine. Give you inspiration. Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren, this is amazing. I seriously could go on and on with this topic because I think there's just so, so much that you can do. But I think that's the worry, right? That if we, we feel so overwhelmed and there's just so much, then we won't do anything. So we we're to stop now. But if you want more of this type of conversation and content, Lauren over on her Instagram, I know for sure her Instagram and other platforms um, always shares those tips, especially with things that are changing in technology. So, so definitely give her a follow there. Where can people reach you? Yeah, Instagram is like number one. And then my website, I've got like a newsletter, like the automation one that I mentioned where like, it's very much me just writing a letter to y'all about what I've been thinking, things I tried myself. So um, I'm joined there too. And what is the website? It'll all be in the show notes too. ZoriaRose.com. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lauren, so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing.